Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Today is Monday, September 24th, 2007, and you're listening to episode number 51 in the Taylor Merrick podcast sponsored by GoDaddy. Today you'll learn what is investing, tips for an effective sales presentation, and Halo 3. Welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast, the three-in-one podcast on finances, business, and technology. Podcasting to you from the studios of TaylorMerrick.com, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Here's your host, Taylor Merrick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Big welcome to new listeners, as well as long-time listeners. Glad you're here and you're listening. I hope you gain something from this episode, take it back, and apply it to your life, whether business, financial, or technological. Now, if you need to contact podcast at any time, we have a me- couple methods for you to contact us. First is by going to the taylormerrick.com website, clicking on the contact me button. You can also, if you're in the U.S. and you feel like calling, you can call toll free. I pick up the tab 1-866-TMP-2860. It's a service provided for you, listener. So please take advantage of that. Also, don't forget to join in the conversation at the Taylor Merrick Podcast forums, as well as looking at the various shops that I have going on. I have a Amazon store list where I recommend books, as well as I sell a couple things as a shirt. Actually, the shirt that I just created, I really, really like. Uh, might not be totally what you would expect, but I like it because, first of all, right on the front of the shirt, it has a logo and a website address, but on the left sleeve, it has, of course, a, a text saying, a proud listener of the Taylor Merrick podcast, and well, it just says, I'm a proud listener, and on the right-hand side right sleeve, it shows the GoDaddy logo and sponsored by, sponsored by GoDaddy. I'm really pleased with that shirt. If you want to go ahead and check it out, you can do that. So I have a couple caps up there, uh, a couple other things, I'm adding things. Well, I'm trying to add more to the store, so stay tuned there as well, as well as the site itself. Stay updated and current, and... If you haven't listened to past episodes, 
this podcast basically goes all the way one year back and one year anniversary well yeah you know usually next episode uh would be episode number 52 and if i had done it every week episode 52 would have happened in august but it's gonna be later so but i'm glad you're here and you're listening and i'm sure you want to get to the show content i know i do i'm excited about the lineup we have for today so to get right into it for episode number 51 sponsored by godaddy today you'll learn about what is investing tips for an effective sales presentation and halo 3 are you looking for a place to get a domain name or web hosting well then look no further godaddy is the answer to all your questions they have 24 7 technical support reachable on a phone they have best domain name pricing you can find anywhere they have everything and anything that you need to make and get and keep your piece of the internet and make your piece of the internet successful and when you go out to godaddy.com to purchase your domain names why don't you use these two codes to help you save next time you purchase and when you're in a checkout line you have your web hosting order ready for when you're getting web hosting through godaddy use the code pod11 pod11 to save 10% on that or just in general buying a domain name or anything else use the code blue11 blu11 try godaddy today own your piece of the internet and save for finances today it is what is investing and this is continuing on in the tutorial that i said several episodes back that I would continue to do and starts off at well, link to this will be in the show notes and it starts off saying giving the definition of investing investing is the act of committing money or capital to an endeavor with the expectation of attaining additional income or profit now it's actually pretty simple investing means putting your money to work for you essentially it's a different way to think about how to make money now, growing up, some of you were taught you can earn income only by getting a job and working. And that's exactly what we do. Big problem is, if you want more money, you have to work more hours. However, there's a limit to how many hours you can work in a day, not to mention the fact that having a bunch of money is no fun if you don't have the leisure time to enjoy. Now, you can't create a duplicate of yourself to increase your working time, so instead, you need to send an extension of yourself, your money, to work. That way, while you're putting in art for your employer, mowing your lawn, sleeping, reading paper, at meeting, anything you're doing, you can also be earning money elsewhere. Now, quite simply, making your money work for you maximizes your earning potential. Whether you receive a raise or not, decide to work overtime or look for a higher paying job. There's many different ways you can go about in making an investment. Includes putting money into stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, among many other things, or starting your own business. Sometimes people refer to these options as investment vehicles. It's just another way of saying a way to invest. Now, each of these vehicles have positive and negatives, and that'll be discussed later in the tutorial. Point is, it doesn't matter which method you choose for investing your money. The goal is always to put your money to work 
so it earns you an additional profit. Now, even though this is a simple idea, it's the most important concept for you to understand. Now, what investing is not? It is not gambling. First things first. Gambling is putting money at risk by betting on an uncertain outcome with the hope that you might win money. Part of this confusion between investing and gambling, however, comes from the way some people use investment vehicles. For example, it could be argued that buying a stock based on hot tip you heard at the water cooler is essentially the same as placing a bet at a casino. True investing does not happen without some action on your part. A real investor does not simply throw his or her money at any random investment. He or short, she performs thorough analysis and commits capital only when there is a reasonable expectation of profit. Now, yes, there is still risk. And there are no guarantees, but investing is more than simply hoping lady luck is on your side. Now, why should I bother investing? Well, obviously, everyone wants more money. Pretty easy to understand that people invest because they want to increase their personal freedom, sense of security, and ability to afford things they want in life. However, investing is becoming more of a necessity, especially for baby boomers, retirement age people. The days when everyone worked the same job for 30 years and then retired to a nice fat pension are gone. Now, for average people, investing is not so much a helpful tool as the only way they can retire and maintain their present lifestyle. Now, whether you live in the U.S., Canada, or basically another country in an industrialized Western world, governments are tightening their belts. Almost without exception, the responsibility of planning for retirement is shifting away from the state and towards the individual. Now, there's much debate over how safe our old age pension programs will be over the next 20, 30, 50 years. But why leave it a chance? Become educated on that, if you're of that age. Now that you have a general idea of what investing is and why you should do it, it's time to learn about how investing lets you take advantage of one of the miracles of mathematics, compound interest. Now that will wrap it up for finances. If you have any questions, feel free to call it in toll-free 1-866-TMP-2860, or you can send an email, or you can write out a comment on this blog post that is in the show note links on the taylormerrick.com website. And do call in if you have questions. I do want to make this as clear as possible, understandable as possible for you. So if you're not getting it and not understanding something, please call. And if you do understand something, call in as well. Maybe the way you explain something will help another person understand and it just takes your ideas and the way you explain it to help. So I'll wrap it up for finances. We will be right back with business. This show is a proud member of the Financial Podcast Directory. You can find this and other financial-related podcasts dealing with your personal finance at financialpodcastdirectory.com. Blueberry. This podcast is a member of the Blueberry Network. Blueberry. No ease. That's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Blueberry.com. 
Now as for business today, it is tips for an effective sales presentation. And this is a blog post I found over at lifespy.com. Links to it will be in the show notes. It's I like this article. Here's some tips you can use for making sure your sales presentation is effective and well works the way that it should work. Now some tips are selling. Selling is not easy. To be an effective salesperson, you have to be persuasive so you can talk your customer into purchasing your product. But customers are now wiser and becoming penny pinchers because of the need to save up. Now, how can you develop your sales potential to be the very best in selling? Make whopping profits? That's research. To be able to sell, you have to have knowledge of what your customers need. The key is to research information, which will give you an insider's view of your customer's business so you can plan your sales presentation in accordance to their company's goals and objectives. Now be interactive. What makes a sales presentation effective? What do you observe in your previous presentations? Do you take time to consider whether or not your attendees are intently listening to your every word? Presentations should not be boring. (laughs) And if you're going to the PME, Portal Media Expo, I think it's called now, Pod, it's, it's a podcast expo, a podcast meetup, podcasters. Wish I could go. <laughs> and I know that all the presentations there are going to be interactive. Had I gone, I'd be hanging on a seat of every single presentation there. Just because of the title. And, well, that's probably another reason why. But it's also because it's interactive. You should find ways to be creative so that your customers will find your presentation interesting. Otherwise, your whole preparation will be put to waste. When your presentation becomes interactive, your customers respond to your questions, and in the process, you generate information on your decision-making factors which you can use to achieve your own objectives, which is to sell. Can't engage, decide on how to engage them? The old AIDA, attention, interest, desire, action, approach never fails. Now, Another tip, use images. When constructing presentation slides, it's better if you can use pictures to explain your point rather than having all the words you're going to say plastered all over the slide. Remember, slides are only visual aids. It's still your show. Audience should still focus on your speech. Another tip, be very comprehensive in your presentation. Before you start your sales presentation, tell your customers how long you will talk about your topic and how your agenda will help them grow their business. As much as possible, be customer-centric with your words. Don't simply focus on the product or service. Concentrate on fulfilling their needs. Benefits will prompt action better than just citing features and specifications. Second to last tip, practice. We, although you may have the best presentation slides and accompanying brochures and literature, nothing beats giving out an outstanding presentation. Be sure you've also reviewed the facts and details of the products or service that you're selling. Final tip, Avoid sales killers. And there's an old post on sales killers. There's five mistakes you should totally avoid when working sales. And you know what? I'm not going to tell you what those mistakes are. It's up to you to find out what those mistakes are. Yes, I'm giving you a homework assignment. What I want you to go and do right now, as soon as you finish listening to this episode, is go to taylormerrick.com, find the blog post for episode number 51, 
Tame Arc episode 51 and use the click through link on there to find the article of tips for an effective sales presentation and also to click through for five mistakes you should totally avoid when working sales. I'll leave it up to you to find that out on your own. And uh, by the way, since I brought up the Podcasters Expo that is coming up relatively soon, everybody's been asking me, all the podcasters have been saying, are you going to the Expo, the PME? I don't know what it's called now. They've gone through a couple name changes. But to answer it bluntly and straightly, no, I'm not. Although I wish for the entire world that I were going. There is so much cool stuff going on. I mean, you have Paul Culligan and his presentations. You have group panels with uh, Lisa Barnes. Well, her presentation, her book. I don't know if she's going to be doing a book signing there at the expo or not. I don't know if the book will be out then. September 30th is when it is. Uh, her book, Podcasting for Profit, which I mentioned in. I'm a rock star. Podcaster, rock star. <laughs> uh, and there's... Uh, barely, I think he's going. He's just going to be living on barely anything. Yes, barely, if you're listening, you heard that. That's a joke. <laughs> I know you need money. Uh, for food. Also, Dave Jackson, I think you're going. Well, many other friends, I so very wish I could be going. It'd be, boy, so many, so many things to do, things to listen to, things to hear, improve podcasting. I know I'm missing out on so much. <sighs> and I'm really bummed out. <laughs> but hopefully next year I'll be going. Badly, badly, badly want to go. And uh, if you want to donate towards that, well, the donations are appreciated. And, uh, well, I suppose I should get off about my rant about not me not being able to go to the expo and missing out everybody, all my friends going. And, uh, wrap up business and move on to technology. So, but... <laughs> if you have any questions about this tips that have been given for business, please give us a call, toll-free 1-866-TMP-2860, or go to the tailormark.com website and click on the Contact Me button. So that'll wrap it up for business. We'll be right back with technology. This podcast is proudly listed at podcastpickle.com. You are listening to yet another one of the fine members of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more of the member shows over at techpodcasts.com. Now, as for technology today, it is Halo 3. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but I am an avid Halo fan. Absolutely love the Halo game. Sci-fi. Love the story plot line. I think it's, well, one of the best sci-fi stories I've heard in a long time, and uh, it got Halo Combat Evolved, and haven't been able to play Halo 2 yet, but I know the basic storyline there for Halo 3, 
brings the series to a satisfying close. And uh, games don't come much more pro review proof than Halo 3, the much anticipated capper of the blockbuster Halo trilogy. Now it's praising the wildly ambitious online multiplayer half of the game, lamenting that the single player campaign plays it far too safe will not matter to legions of hardened Halo fans. What matters is finishing the fight between the alien covenant and a human race. And this is indeed brought to a satisfying conclusion. Now seeing a curtain fall doesn't take long in Halo 3, which was developed by Bungie Studios and published by Microsoft. The single player game stretches across a surprisingly limited 9 missions. Default difficulty is called normal, but should be called cakewalk, because it's set easy. Dialing down a difficulty has its purpose. It's been three years since the cliffhanger ending of Halo 2, forcing the diehard to push through 20 plus hours of play seems almost like a perverse punishment. Now playing on normal, it'll take you about 10 hours to see what happens to Master Chief, the iconic hero of not just Halo, but the entire Xbox brand. After that, though, players are encouraged to start anew on one of the harder campaign settings in order to see Covenant in a flood actually put up a reasonable amount of resistance. Now, Halo 3 <laughs> operates under the assumption that you have consumed the entirety of the canon, save for maybe the branded Mountain Dew. It starts with the Master Chief streaking through Earth's atmosphere, and uh, once he's revived and runs through some action movie dialogue, he and players are given a gun and sent back into the breach. Covenant is led by the Prophet of Truth, still determined to ignite the Halos. And uh, if you don't know by now, Halos are a series of mysterious weapons powerful enough to kickstart Armageddon. Master Chief's mission to stop Truth is complicated by the reappearance of the Flood. And the Flood is a race of parasitic aliens bent only on consumption. Uh, which you come in contact with at uh, the latter half of playing Halo first game. Out of all the aliens, those are the... They just won't fall over and die already. For those of you who play Halo, you know what I mean. They plug them full of bullets, they just keep getting back up. That drives you absolutely crazy. And, uh, well, the entire campaign actually feels like one long highlight reel. And good enough because it gives the slavering fans that hover over message boards uh, their due service. Want to drive a warthog across the beach? You can do that. You can shoot down a Covenant Banshee. You can slice apart elite shop troops with an energy sword. And, uh, artificial intelligence powering non-player character bounds between solid and iffy. Uh, enemies in Halo 3 are a fairly tactical bunch capable of creating choke points and using Coveter. Arbiter, secondary character from Halo 2, returns to fight alongside Master Chief, but since he's integral to the plot, see here's the funny thing, he cannot be killed. Instead he just pushes through a room shooting and getting shot, often leaving you with a lot for your targets, and sometimes, though, that's not fun because you're running after him, and uh... You lose him, and then you're in the middle of this group, and they all see you and shoot at you. So that gets a lot of fun. Now there are sequences where you man a turret in an all-terrain warthog while the AI drives. Now, depending on a person, 
is could be the best or it could be the absolute worst moments of the game. Because uh, the computer-controlled geniuses steer in the walls, drive in circles, and sometimes seemingly work to spirit you away from the action. Now sometimes it's best to kick out the driver and steer yourself, even though you can miss out on some fun shooting segments. Now, the nice thing about it is players can tackle a campaign cooperatively with up to three other players, negating the need for AI-controlled teammates. Now this is different from the online multiplayer where you play with other players across the globe. This is uh, where you and up to three other players can play a campaign mode. That is where the fun becomes if you start doing that. Because you have, of course, one player is uh, Master Chief, other player is uh, Arbiter, and there's two new players that come join alongside to play along. Our Halo 3 truly soars and validates a $60 price tag, of course, obviously, for you ardent players. You know by now, you know the answer. It's multiplayer. The reason why Halo 2 is still, well, until tomorrow, anyway, most online, most played online game via Xbox Live, Bungie tuned this fine multiplayer game in, like, like a fine grand piano, well-balanced weapons, and smartly designed maps. Halo 3 blows its predecessor away on multiplayer, though. Gamers will be playing this online until the Xbox 360 successor is eventually launched and likely beyond. Uh, now, Halo 3 multiplayer includes 11 maps. It's more likely to be added at a later date, much like the extra map packs for Halo 2. There's new vehicles, Mongoose ATV and the Alien Chopper. Now, what is Alien Chopper? That's, it's a deliriously over-the-top Moon Man motorbike. It lets players zip around on maps. Older weapons, like the Energy Swords, have been tweaked. Much fanfare accompanies the new tools of destruction, like the Brute Spiker, Gravity Hammer. I was just looking at the Gravity Hammer. Oh, it looks fun. The Gravity Hammer is a handheld melee weapon that can womp players to the ground, throws vehicles across the map like they're made of plastic. Just smack the warthog and fly across the map. Very satisfying <laughs> sometimes. And uh, even more satisfying if uh, it just happens to land down on an enemy. <laughs> then that's fun. Now, over the coming months, uh, players will form great strategies for using these new tools to command a battlefield and uh, dreaming up things that not even Bungie imagined. That's the whole point of multiplayer. They've always encouraged, Bungie has encouraged a community sprung up around Halo to get involved, share, and play together. Halo 3, however, gives them a serious set of tools for essentially making the game their own. To wit, there's a new Forge option. It allows players to tinker with existing maps. The geography cannot be altered, but you can add and remove things. You can set up explosive traps, physical arenas, and more, and upload them to a central server for other players to download and try. Even better. Players can perform forge fiddling while people are actually playing on the map. Imagine standing proudly on a hilltop to celebrate a streak of kills, only to be crushed by a following vehicle dropped by the invisible hand of fate. Read some dude in Topeka. <laughs> And also, the other thing I love about Halo 3, it employs YouTube-esque video recording and file sharing tools. 
everything you do in a game is recorded to a personal library of clips. You can then edit these clips, take screenshots, and share them with the world. What do you think about that? No longer will online message boards be full of blow-hard bastards boasting insane kills. Now, like a disputed foul during a football game, people can go to the tape. Now, it's worth noting that a uh, person who wrote this article is playing the game before its official launch, so he couldn't play, actually play against total strangers, though he really was only able to check out things with, like, the movie file sharing, so you'll have to see yourself if uh, you can actually get these things up on a YouTube. be absolutely awesome if you can. And, uh... Oh, by the way, why do you think I'm talking about Tuesday? Tomorrow. That's because Halo 3 is finally being released to the public. It'll be in stores tomorrow. And, uh, I wish I had an Xbox 360. I could play it. Unfortunately, I have to use the spoilers and uh, videos other people use to find out what happens in Halo 3. Or find somebody who has an Xbox 360. Or if you feel up to giving me the information what happens in Halo 3, I'd really appreciate it. I know what happens in Halo 1. Uh, somewhat know what happens in Halo 2. And uh, have a vague idea of what happens in Halo 3. You want an insider tip about what happens in Halo 3? And uh, I'll let you in on it. The tip is Master Chief gets captured. You've heard me right. He gets captured by the Covenant. And, uh, you want to find out why, how, what, how that happened? I'll go out and get Halo 3 if uh, you're not already getting it. Or, uh, go to Halo3.com. That's H A L O number 3.com. And uh, you can see the monument there and see uh, Master Chief get captured. Of course, obviously, it, I there's some videos you can't see yet. I have to wait for a certain date, like October 1st and uh, tomorrow to see some videos. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I really want to looking forward to this conclusion of what happens in Halo. If you want to talk about Halo, I'd highly encourage you to contact me, contact us. You can call toll-free 1-866-TMP-2860, or you can use the contact form on the taylormerrick.com website. And uh, just talk about anything there. And, uh, Halo 3 multiplayer and this is this is gonna be nice there's a funny thing I can't <laughs> I'll be able to see is uh, Forge be crushed by a falling vehicle or run over an explosive trap that was never there before and uh, recording videos that's one thing I'll be glad to be able to do
really, if you want some inside information, go to Halo3.com. Of course, the link to this article will be in the show notes. But go to Halo3.com, watch all the videos, read everything on there, and uh, get the game if you can. Uh, I'm itching in my seat to want to figure out what happens, but uh, I can't figure out what happens because I don't have an Xbox 360 or <laughs> money to get the game. <sighs> but I know it's going to be a big, big ending. It's, there's a massive battle that goes on in uh, New Mombosa from, and they, they create a memorial about it. And, uh, there's brutes, and, uh, uh, grunts, and jackals, and hunters, and I can agree with every single person who's played Halo. Out of every single enemy you can take on, uh, hunters are the worst. Until you get into about halfway into Halo 2, then the Brutes, yes, they start going, they start becoming the harder ones. Because they have a Spiker, and uh, not to mention, in one big battlefield, there is a Brute that has a gravity hammer and uh, wipes out people left and right. So, stay tuned, Halo 3 coming to stores near you tomorrow, and a uh, little insider tip, Master Chief is captured, <laughs> you want to figure out what happens, it's up to you to find the solution. I know the inside story of why he was captured. But, uh, <laughs> that's for something me to know, you to find out, and if you want to find out sooner, you can contact me. It's all this insider information you have to contact me about, but, you know, it's a good thing. And, uh, encourages conversation between the audience and, uh, the host, and I'd highly encourage you to do that. So, I will wrap it up for technology. Thanks for listening to this episode in the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Show notes for this episode and past episodes can be found by going to taylormerrick.com. If you have any questions, comments, ideas at any time, please call 1-866-TMP-2860. Don't forget to join in the conversation at the Taylor Merrick Podcast forums. I'm Taylor Merrick, and I will see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.